0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the TFG podcast. I know it's been a while since um, I've recorded a show. I've been really, really busy. But now since the Florida vlogs have finished, I have a little bit more time on my hands. Um, and there's also a cool little project that I wanted to undertake. Um, so this is a new series which I'll be doing on the podcast where we'll be um, reviewing every single episode of Strange, Things Season 3. And once we've done that, we might actually go back to Season 2 and 1. Um, today I'm joined by my very, very good friend Jason, um, who's also, I just want to add that we've both watched um, every episode of Season 3, so we may mention things from like um, episodes in the past, but obviously we'll be covering them more on the show, so hello Jason. Hello everyone, and thanks so, for having me. No bother, so we're going to get other people involved as well, um, hopefully me and Jason will do all episodes, but we want to get Tim involved, our friend Tim as well, because he um, is really into stranger things as well and we all have our theories but we'll get to them um once we once we cover the final episode um so what we're going to do is we're just going to basically talk about the episode scene by scene and um, we're going to talk what we liked about the episodes what we didn't like if there's anything we didn't like um and also about the character development is that all right jason yeah that sounds great champion so episode uh, one is called susie do you copy um, and the opening scene is not something that we've seen in Stranger Things before. Um, we open with um, did, I don't know if you can describe it better, Jason, like Russian scientists.
1: Yeah, it, it, i When I saw it, I immediately went like Cold War, you know, because you know it's based in the '80s and and you know when we were having a lot of conflict with with Russia at the time. So that my Brain immediately snapped to okay, something to do with Cold War stuff, but yeah, yeah, um, and it was, and, and to me, the first scene was like, hey, we got some, we 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 were funded pretty good this episode or this season because there was a <laughs> yeah. lot of CGI right right there on the on the machine. Yeah, so. the, the the budget
0: obviously jumped right <laughs> right up from from the start of season one to to season three, so. Um, but when I first watched this opening scene, I, you you wouldn't think that was in Hawkins at all. Um, you know, you, you picture this small little town, which you've seen from, you know, season one and season two. And then to see this big, huge laser gun thing, you know, and find out it's in Hawkins, it's like, wow. Like, you know, especially with the
1: Russians and... well that it, But on that particular scene, that's not actually in Hawkins, is it? Not I thought. No, because they when the general walks out, it it shows like a wintry scene, like they're somewhere in Russia. Yes, Um,
0: actually, yes. I completely forgot about that bit, so I'm glad he. I I I thought that because he. Because one of the, the generals says, "I give you a year," didn't he? So yeah. I, th- I thought that the laser was already in Hawkins.
1: Yeah, and that's um, like I was thinking the same thing. Because of course, when you see the wall, um, I guess the the bridge or whatever the gate, I think they referred to it as. I was I was thinking it was in in the old lab, um, but then you know, of course, they were Russian and they kind of had that Terminator esque guy there. Um, Say, so I, I
0: didn't. I, I. That's probably one of the only things of, of the full season that I didn't really enjoy.
1: Was the the
0: the Terminator guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of it was a little too much Terminator, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I know,
0: I know. Stranger Things is known for dropping, you know, Easter eggs in, in a lot of eighties references, but I thought. At times, that was a little too much. Yeah, um, yeah but I'm, is, sure, I'm sure I'm we'll, sure we'll we'll get to that guy's um, character. Um, but after after the whole Russian thing, which I've got totally totally wrong, and I only watched this episode for like the second time the other day as well. <laughs> we then we then cut to um, Hopper's cabin, oh. and straight away we see that Mike in Elevens um relationship has has blossomed in the you know doing the teenage kissing um so i I liked it straight away that they set the tone that that Mike and eleven were were actually together as a couple
1: yeah um I mean just this whole first episode to me really they did a great job of capturing kind of bringing you up to date. I know it's not that that much in the future. I mean to us we had to wait what a year and a half or so but it just seemed like they did a great job of putting you right into okay here's all the characters um and with Mike and 11 you those are kind of the first two characters I wanted to see in a sense of what what they're up to and of yeah. course they're in their teenage years so it's funny flashbacks <laughs> stuff yeah,
0: like that. yeah yeah but um, <laughs> I know what you mean about the the straight into seeing what the the characters were like, because, um, normally it's set around sort of fall time, um, stranger things. And it was nice to see it in a, in a, in a different setting. Yeah. And obviously it was nice, you know, for us to find out and, and piece together what could have happened from the end of season two, you know, what the, what the character has been up until the summer of season three, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, hit us with some, you know, some eighties music right away, which you know, it was it was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause of
0: the um, but then, then, then we have Mike. Mike leaves eleven, um, and that's to me straight away. Sort of shows that Hopper has her still in the sort of you have to be hidden away sort of thing. Um, you know, she's never ever been allowed to be a normal a normal kid growing up. Um, I know it's for her own protection, but. Um, that scene straight away when when Mike left to go to the to the new Starcourt Mall, um, I don't know, it made us made us sad a little bit.
1: Yeah, the well, that um, and not to to skip, um, you know, we were first introduced to Hopper in that scene too, which was a a to me it was a big change in his character, um, you know, from season one and two to what we see in season three. You know, you you kind of see, which was to me, it was a huge, almost a huge shock, because you know, um, he was, of course, acting and other things, and he was kind of fit in a sense in season one and two. Yeah, yeah. You come into season three, and he's got the, aka dad bod. He's went
0: full on, (laughs) full on dad mode, hasn't
1: he? Yeah. You know, watching the, you know, Magnum P.I. I got the got the Magnum P.I. mustache and uh, (laughs) beer, the chips. Um, And then I thought I thought it was kind of neat how they, you know, when he catches L or Eleven and Mike kissing and they do that where she slams the door in front of him yeah yeah and you see him get all bent out of shape and he's coming towards the door and he kind of starts beating on it and it's to me i mean maybe this is different but it to to me it's like it triggered that breathe let's not have a an episode like we did in season two where they got into it yeah 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 (laughs) but it it introduced a a different side of hopper um i wasn't sure if i liked it at first but it grew on me
0: yeah, I was in exactly the same boat. I mean, just season one and two. You, you know, you see the the great and powerful Chief Hopper, who's who's all guns blazing, doesn't care what he says. He drinks, he smokes, he does what he wants. Um, and to see a total other side of him, you know, it, it, at first I was like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" But then you know. <laughs> in season one we learned that he lost his daughter and you know it's a very special thing that he's been given a second chance to um to, to be a dad. You know, he's he's Eleven's legal or Jane, um he's he's her legal guardian now, so he's really, you know, her dad. So
1: Yeah, and I mean being a parent, I mean I'm I've got a 4-year-old and a 1-year-old and I it, it changes you. Um yeah, <laughs> I mean for the good and the bad. Um of course my daughters aren't teenagers yet, but I I and I know there was some backlash on the way he acted, you know, but whatever, it's it's a movie or it's a show, but you definitely you're going to be protective of your kids. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So, and being thrust into it with everything that Hopper's gone through and everybody's been I think Give him some slack. <laughs> so,
0: um. I love the whole um, the, the three inch rule. You know, keep the door open <laughs> three inches. I, th- I thought that was real, real funny. Especially when he's just, he's just sitting watching his, you know, his TV. He's drinking his beer. He's got his Tostitos with a <laughs> well, uh, his, his salsa, you know, and he's just trying to relax. And then, and
1: and you know, honestly, that's that's something in the eighties. You know, when you when you go to the teenage dances back in the day, it was, you had to have three inches between you while you dance, you know? You yeah. Were, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that was a funny kind of scenario there, but, yeah. but, um, but yeah, um, I guess then Mike leaves, he said, um, I he mean, heads this- off."
0: Oh. This shows how how you know much you know teenage romance is going on. As soon as he leaves, you know he's on the the walkie-talkie <laughs> r- radio speaking of Eleven, whose house he's just left. Um, you know the the, the the absolutely inseparable in this season. So
1: yeah, but you you know as teenagers, as like soon as you left your girlfriend's house or you got off the phone with her, you were calling your buddies. <laughs> you know because you, you're still a kid and you want to go hang out with your friends and um, yeah yeah <laughs> so that, that I thought that was neat the whole walkie-talkie thing is is you know of course I lived I didn't live close enough to my friends to use walkie-talkies and but it's kind of neat to see all that um,
0: yeah so yeah I mean I, I don't want to get too far off track but like yeah. that things was like filmed into days like in, in the present it, it would be so different it wouldn't you know it wouldn't be all the walkie talkies and you know 80s techno techno marvels <laughs> it, you know it would just be a simple text message off an iphone which i think would take some of the the charm away from the show
1: oh yeah for sure um i mean yeah we, i mean we'll, we'll probably talk about that in further seasons but just the whole not knowing where your kids are that comes up quite a bit you know and i've seen it in chats and things but back then you would maybe check in once maybe twice you know hey mom dad i'm over here at billy's or whatever and then you wouldn't talk to them till it started getting dark or you well, know,
0: this this is it i mean i i was born 91 um so i wasn't born in the 80s but like during the summer break you you, you knew when to come home when the street lights came on you know that that was the sort of general yeah. consensus you, you know be home by the time the street lights are on and you just stayed out all day, and you didn't come home until then,
1: you know? Yeah, and you just didn't have a way to con- I mean, I was. I grew up in the 80s, and we just didn't have a way of contacting. You know, they were, they were at work, and back then it wasn't a thing. You couldn't call your parents at work, you know? It was, yeah. It was kind of frowned upon. So you just, like you said, towards the evening, you, you checked in one way or the other. You either come home or you let them know where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, <laughs>
0: so the um the next scene um I was really excited for because of all the, the trailers and stuff and that that is a fabulous Starcourt Mall um you know that I love that first shot when you see Mike you know riding his bike right up with the the neon signs you know and it, it's got the eighties cars as a VW Beetle outside it just I don't know it reminds me of more our mall back in the uk i mean obviously malls were originated in america you know and the uk so it adopted that in the late 80s early 90s and you know my town got a mall and it was exactly pretty much like what the star court mall is
1: yeah they nailed that kind of scene or that introduction into star court mall um I mean, it it couldn't have got any better of kind of here it is because, you know, every way was leading up to it and because that brings back so many memories of everybody. Um, the one thing that, that got to me, though, was I guess I didn't realize Hawkins. And I know it's I don't even know if it's truly in Hawkins, but it made the town seem bigger.
0: I, I, I thought exactly the same, because when you think of Hawkins, you think of this tiny town with, you know, One little main street with a few stores on, you don't think of this place that's big enough to warrant having a mall.
1: Yeah, so, and I, you know, and I don't know if they show it in this particular episode, but you do see like some transportation to, I guess you'd call it public transportation to the mall. So I have a feeling that maybe it's like outside of Hawkins and there's a bigger. You know, yeah, other or, or, towns or something,
0: or maybe it's it's in Hawkins, but covers like neighbouring towns as well, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, right. maybe maybe it's like obviously we'll find out later on that the the mall actually plays a, a large part, you know, in the season. That's why they yeah. they've sort of set the tone straight on. So maybe it's the location had to do with what the mall's main purpose was. You know, like the obviously I don't want to. To see it <laughs> yeah. too early because we're going to discuss it in later episodes, but um, you know, Starcourt Mall had a more sinister role underneath the neon lights, you know. So maybe it had to do something with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe it was funded by you know, maybe they everybody was just surprised to see something like that pop up, and, and, and in a sense, it was uh, facade, in a sense. But anyway, yeah. we won't go too far down that road. Um, but yeah. But that, he, yeah well, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, you know we find, we basically at that point when Mike goes to the mall we we get caught up with the other girls of the show and which is you know to me, it was just like yeah, finally kind of moment, yeah, yeah, and it
0: was it, and another thing as well, it was nice because season one and two is being set around school time, um so another bonus of this being in the summer is just to see the kids hang out outside of school, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, the school, going to school and things. I mean, I know the first two seasons were kind of around that more. And I, like you said, it's nice to a different environment and stuff.
0: Um, but one what, what of my what are my favorite, you know, settings, which is coming up next, is the, the Scoops Ahoy ice cream parlor. I mean, we did see this in the trailer. So, you know, it was sort of spoiled by the trailer. But, um, you know, Steve, seeing Steve Harrington work, you know, it scoops a high with this new character Robin, who t- turns out to be a very influential character. Um, from the trailer, I, I didn't think she was going to play a big part in the season, but she turned out to to be. You know,
1: yeah, um, I, I really Robin right away. I I liked um, just the camaraderie. You know, when we, I guess when I was a kid growing up, there was always I was always friends with with girls that had that same you know, I can give just as hard as I can take kind of yeah. attitude, <laughs> um, which was, was neat. And um, I don't, did you know that that's Ethan Hawks and the thermos? Thermos. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I,
0: I didn't realize at the time, but when I watched a few interviews, I, I thought that straight away, she looks like a mom. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, now I can't unsee it. But, but yeah, it, it, it the whole Steve, introduction i thought was was really neat um there's i don't know I, there's a few things about that character i i feel like they i don't know i know were, going, I, oh go ahead
0: <laughs> they were actually meant to kill him in in season one um or season two I, you know i've I, I just recently finished like a stranger things behind the scene book um, and the plan was to actually kill him off but they the liked how his character was developing, so the decided to keep him on I mean season one I absolutely hated him you know he was yeah. he, he was such an ass uh, in season one, but by the end of it in season two you know he was such a nice guy and I think that's why the duffer brothers wanted to keep him around you know
1: yeah i, I like you know of course season one he's he's the jack he's but you did see moments of where you just kind of saw him like I'm doing this cause everybody thinks it's cool.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know
1: what I mean? And, and definitely season two, his character came out more and I think he broke away from that. Um, which was kind of, I don't know. Uh, I, I think season three is good. You know, he's didn't go to college or he's taking a break. Um, and I guess him and his dad are still into it or whatever. I, I don't think they've ever shown his dad,
0: no, um, I don't think so, yeah,
1: but he's been mentioned in a couple different episodes or a couple different seasons, so I'm assuming one day we'll see him, but um
0: yeah, I think a lot of his downfall was was sort of breaking up with Nancy, you know he was you know I think he was set to go to college and she was pushing him along with his sort of schoolwork um you know and since they they broke up, he sort of had no i don't think he really had anybody else to sort of turn to,
1: yeah i. I see that. Um, I just – I don't know. I, I, I'm i still – I'm hoping his character takes a turn because they – I don't know how to explain it. It just didn't feel right at first. But as yeah, the show was, went on, it got better. I he think.
0: was sort of just there, wasn't he? he? didn't have any sort of purpose. Yeah, the end he does, but, like, the first couple of ones, you know, I just – I was thinking, like, what – what what importance is this to the actual development of the series, you know? Um, yeah.
1: yeah, and when him and Dustin get together, it's always fun because you have that, it feels like a, a true friendship between those yeah, two. Yeah, and it's, um, it's a very
0: unlikely friendship as well, which I think to me makes it even better.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think that's probably, you know, and I think was it the end of season two where they're kind of buddies, um, and I think that's where when they introduce season three, and they have him just where he's at, I just felt like, man, you know, he was being real good friends with Dustin, and I. But then, like I said, that his character gets better throughout season. Three, yeah. So. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. <laughs> but, um, but, but the the re- the reason what you know we we'll see Steve straight away in the season is because Mike, um, Lucas, and, and Max and Will, him. Um, Use scoops ahoy as a sort of back door into the cinema, <laughs> so they can either you know don't have to pay or sneak into some uh, R-rated movies, which I could imagine in the eighties it would be a lot easier <laughs> to, to get away with than it, than it would be now, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and then the movie they played was you know kind of neat. The- yeah,
0: but that that was a very important scene because that was the first time um, we we got to notice that Will's you know, he felt the mind flare again for the first time. Yep. Um,
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it just kind of showed to me also, like, it's not just, um, just the ice cream parlor or whatever. Uh, It's, you know, the mall is, is, it's, you're going to see more of the mall. I thought, like, you know, showing the movie theater and and the back kind of back entries and stuff. I don't know. It just kind of caught my mind whenever they let them in through the back and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. On a little side note as well, I also read that. Um, so do you know when they, they build these like movie and TV sets, they normally just like build facades and they don't do anything on like the insides. Um, they actually built full stores inside, so like you could in like even stores that you didn't see in the in the episodes that you could actually go inside and they would have you know, stuff available from, from that shop, which I thought was a really nice touch as well.
1: Huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm, I mean, I heard that it was like a real mall and they, you know, of course t- in today's age, malls here in the U S anyway, they, it's, they're, they're kind of being abandoned in a sense. Um, yeah. On- online shopping's kind of taken over. So, uh, they had actually rented out like that whole wing of the mall, which was, I guess kind of, you know, it's kinda of neat. I think now it's kind of an issue where people are going and taking pictures and stuff. So but but a, a, another memorable
0: scene um, which which sort of sets the tone of what's gonna happen in Hawkins is um straight away in the middle of the movie is a, there's a power cut, um, and then it it cuts to the outside of the mall, um in it and it looks like there's a, a full power cut, you know, across the full yeah. town of Hawkins.
1: Yeah, and that's when of course, Mike gets his first sense, and we actually see the, at that point, right, we see the the mind flare, or you see it come back, is that?
0: Yeah, the, uh, the, it's like the sort of dust stuff that left Will in season two, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like yeah. The
0: sort of gust of wind type thing, That that's
1: what we see in the, I think it's in the steelworks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we initially knew where it was. And I mean, we do towards the end of the season or end of this episode. But but yeah, it just kind of shows like, okay, something's back, which I never truly understand if that's the mind flare itself or just like a A part of it. Yeah. Like, you know, in the ones you see this huge, you know, kind of looks like an octopus in a sense. Yeah. But then, you know, you just see. This one section of it, so I'm assuming it's just part of it or uh Yeah. A, but um but yeah, it's always weird how you know when you when you go through all those things that they went through for season one and two, and then you have this huge power outage and and uh Will's like, Oh no, it's it's nothing big. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And he, I he think knows, we, but he doesn't want to see it. Yeah, like I'd be like, hey, guys, something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably just like, yeah, we'll go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's always funny how he never says anything in a sense. I'm like, you might have, <laughs> you, might, have, uh, you know, it might only be two episodes season, but <laughs> you could have said something in the beginning. <laughs> so and, it's all Will's fault. No,
0: But another thing I love about season three is like each scene sort of like changes between, you know, like a a tense dark scene and then a light scene. Um, Mm And so there we had like the dark scene of the mind flayer coming back and then instantly it swapped to, you know, a happy scene. And this is where we see another character who wasn't in the first few scenes and that's Dustin Um, he's, He's in the car with his mom. Um, you can tell straight away where he's been because of the T-shirt and hat that he's wearing. It's Camp Nowhere, which looks like a computer camp or like a science camp. Um, and he, he's again with the walkie-talkies. He's trying to get in touch, but uh, <laughs> since the, the gang are all busy, he, he kind of get in touch with anybody.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I know you're. You're in this, uh, you know, cinematography and everything. And I was curious if you caught that shot where it's Dustin and his mom and this little cat is on the the dash and, and they zoom in on the cat before they zoom in on the mom. And, you know, in the second season, <laughs> the cat is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of thought it was funny because it, it's basically a, you know, his mom assumes the cat ran away at some yeah. point. But, but <laughs> I, I kind of caught that. I was like, I wonder if Gary caught that.
0: I, I didn't actually, but I'm just actually now watching watching the scene, um, and and I know exactly what you mean. The little the little um, <laughs> yeah, cat. Yeah, at man. the end of the, the end of season two, you do see that they do um, they do get a new cat, but obviously. It, it's a it's a different different cat, um, and Dustin obviously told his mom that that she's ran away. You know, that, yeah, <laughs> I've just that's funny. <laughs> um, but the the next the next scene is, is to me still one of the funniest um, moments in, in the whole of season three, and we got we got treated to this in the trailer. Um, so Dustin gets home, he's upset. He, he says to his, his pet tortoise or turtle that that. Somebody's happy to see is thinking that all his friends have forgotten. Um, and then all of his, all of his like toys start moving by the, by themselves, and he's getting freaked out. And all of his toys leave the room, and he thinks he's dreaming, you know, and he's like, what, What's going on? He walks out of his living room, the toys stop. Um, and all of his friends are sneaking up. So there's, there's 11 who's actually using our powers to make the toys move. There's Max, there's Will, Mike and Lucas in the have a, is it a big welcome home banner they have?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um in the the shout surprise and just when he when he gets a fright and turns round and screams and sprays Lucas with the hairspray. <laughs> oh, that was just one of the funniest moments I have ever seen on Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, it's I I wish they would have I mean I know it it helped sell the show and stuff, but I wish they would have kept that. Oh totally um, that that would have been previous. better That'd not
0: yeah, that would have been better if we got surprised with that when when the series got released um but wow that that's to me is one of the most funniest things ever
1: yeah i that was one of my favorite scenes also um I will mention and and this is and this kind of tells something to these two characters, but we did skip over the introduction of Nancy and Jonathan, right, yes um. Yeah which i feel i don't know i've always had trouble with these two characters um jonathan was i don't know it just seemed like jonathan was very relevant in season 1 of course yeah and it just seemed like season 2 they started fading a little bit in my mind um not sure why but um but anyway they you know we they're basically still dating um and She's not you know I guess they're they're sleeping in Jonathan's room or waking up together, and you see Nancy slip out the the, the window and <laughs> yeah I, and you know you see I guess they're late for work or whatever, but they uh you know the mom knows and and I guess you know they are over eighteen, of course, but I know it's the eighties a little different, but I always wondered i think more that they. She's slipping out the window so that um, Will doesn't see her. Maybe like trying to hide him from the innocence of, or you know, keep his yeah. innocence in a sense. But, but I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of a weird, weird scene. But it was, you know, it was like a weird hey.
0: scene. But it also, you know, without directly saying it, it, it showed that Nancy and Jonathan were a couple. Obviously waking up in bed. So I suppose that was a quick way of saying, right? These guys are together. Moving on.
1: Yeah, and then you know we of course saw Joyce for the first time there too, and and she seemed to be you know back to her normal. Yeah, being getting ready being for more. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, but anyways, so, sorry. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's my full fault. I totally missed that scene out. But the next scene is, I oh, think. This is what all the women and everybody's talking about, um and it is the <laughs> the Billy Pool scene. Oh yeah. Um that we got spoiled <laughs> with that in the trailer as well. Um obviously we we'll see Billy's in his new job as the the Hawkins Community Pool lifeguard. Um, you know, and we get to see all the, the, the housewives sort of oogling over him. Um Mrs. Wheeler, she's there in you know in a bathing suit trying to Impressed Billy because we got to see in season two. You know he went to to uh, Nancy's house and you know he was flirting with Mrs Wheeler in season two, and I think that has never sort of left her mind. Um, You know, so
1: yeah. Now they did cut something out of the previews, though, and it might have been this little kid. Well, this, <laughs> <laughs> this kid <laughs> happened to be running on the side. You know. Uh, by the pool, which is a a no no, as everybody knows. Don't run on the side of pools; you could slip. <laughs> it's weird that they cut that out. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> it was a, it was a funny scene,
1: um, and it I
0: think that as well set the tone for right. Billy's still like an ass, if that made sense. Um, he hasn't changed. Well, I can't remember exactly what he says. What does he say?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, basically hey lardass! you know he yells across the whole pool the kid's on the complete opposite side you know it blows his whistle and says hey lardass! you know, stop running or no running on my watch and then he you know he looked nobody says a thing of course that wouldn't happen today um but uh He's like, you want to be banned for life? (laughs) And (laughs) and they cut to this kid. He's got this look of like, oh, you know, smith. (laughs) Yeah, when you're a kid. I mean, I I was that kid. You know, I used to run around the pool, and the lifeguard would scream at me, and and it is embarrassing. But you know, you're just so worked up as a kid. But um, it's just, it it just took me back to the '80s. Like it it wasn't such a PC type. Environment and you know, not that it was correct to yell that at the kid yeah. by any means, but back then it was just it rolled off your tongue and, and yeah,
0: yeah, no consequences.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but they didn't put that in the previews. And I thought that was, kind of, which to me made the scene better because it was like you were you're waiting. Okay, it's the previews. I don't really have to pay. And then he's he says that, and it's like whoa, you know, but. <laughs> But yeah, that whole scene was great. Like I, I'm sure just that scene brought a ton of new people to the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh,
0: but the, the next one that we go on to was um, we we visit Hopper again. He goes to, to visit Joyce, and it sort of sets the scene um, from the exterior shot where all of the the main street stores are all oh. closed closed down. And again, that is because the mall's open. Everybody's shopping at the mall. Um, but then we get to see Hopper's dad. Um, because he turns to Joyce for some advice, um,
1: but did you the one the the outside scene, the Radio Shack boarded up? Yeah, them, oh, yeah, it, just, me it in, just reminded us of, of Bob. <laughs> it got me in the feels. I was like, yeah. oh no. Uh, but yeah, it it definitely you can it, at that point you can kind of see the I guess the town in a sense di- dying or. You know, you basically see where the business has gone, which is the mall. Because um, you, you know, Joyce is the only one there. There's no, there's zero people in there. It sounds like they, it it feels to me that Joyce and Hopper basically go there. Yeah, Or Hopper goes there every day and kind of unloads. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, what now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, a dad doesn't, you know he's no longer married and it's probably, you know, it's, it probably is a big stress relief to go for him to go in there and talk to Joyce. Cause she's been, you know, she's got two kids and has been through it. So,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, and another thing with, which I think would be a lot easier to get away with in the eighties is, is what we see at, at Nancy's new job at the Hawkins post newspaper. Um, now, you know in the the series it's a male dominated job um a hand like there's a ton of sexist remarks made to her and i could just imagine that is how the 80s are like you mentioned before with pc um you you could not get away with doing anything like that in in today's world
1: yeah i felt in that's in that particular scene i i know because they kind of talk about it on the way to work um You know, Nancy and and Jonathan about how she's struggling to make, I guess, make a presence there. But I felt they turned that scene up just a little bit because, you know, she does throw a a very valid point, which, you know, about the mall and how it affects. And I I personally feel like, you know, somebody that owns a business and is running is not going to just ignore, you know, a great story in a sense. But, they turned it up a little bit, but I'm sure it was pretty bad back then, <laughs> so yeah. not not giving you know, I just felt like okay they're they're turning up the volume just a little bit but <laughs> but and I think it's just to them wrong, you know in in the end, like she does have a a fifth sense in a sense as far as being a reporter, um, yeah, so
0: yeah,
1: but funny scenes, I mean,
0: yeah, so next we have um. Dustin back back to, to Dustin's house and he's showing all the guys what he's what he's made at um, summer camp that he's been to and he's made this huge um, transmitter radio um, and and he says that he's he's going to use it to speak to his girlfriend um, which shocks everybody you know because he's the only one that that hasn't well apart from Will um, but he's you know the only one that that's been looking for romance but hasn't found it yet. Um and obviously he says that he's gonna they're gonna use the radio to speak there. It's not a very long scene, it's just a sort of
1: interlude, I would say, until until the, the story develops a bit more. Yeah, and that scene it took me is the second time I watched it, I noticed like if you look at was there uh Levins there, Will, Mike, and Dustin, and he's showing these different things he did at camp. And and you can kind of tell like where the, they kind of, I get, and you see this further down, but where Will is, if you look at it, Will's the only one kind of like, Hey, that's cool. And, and kind of yeah. looking at his, what he did where Mike and 11 are like, yeah, we're just standing here because, you know, you just got back kind of thing, which you see a little bit later on, um, how that plays out. But, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of caught my eye because of other scenes later, um Just how yeah care. i know i know I know exactly
0: what you mean um but then we we head back to the mall and um, we are back at scoops of Hoy and this is where um have I got that right? this is where you yeah. see Dustin and, and um Steve meet see each other for like for the first time in the summer?
1: no, this is where you basically get introduced um Steve and uh Robin. Are playing the game, like ah
0: yes, But he's
1: ready, yes, (laughs) like he's basically is striking out. You know, yeah, (laughs) he's he's no longer the high school. You know, he's out of high school. He's no longer, I guess, the popular kid. Which you know is true. I mean, a lot of people come out of high school and they were super popular. They go to college or they find oh. High school's not everything in life. There is a, yeah. There is a world outside of this and nobody cares who you are. Um, but he's just kind of dealing with that a little bit. Um which of course is funny and, and this is where I think you you start seeing that Robin um Steve relationship kind of blossom like you like you were saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um but then we head back to, to Melved's store. store, um, and, and Hopper looks like he's having the therapy session with <laughs> Joyce. Um, just the the facial expressions on his face, you know, back to the the whole the dad thing. He's a worried dad. He doesn't know what to say um, to to Elle, and he's he's reciting a sort of speech that he's been writing. Um, but just the way Hopper looks at Joyce, you can tell he's got a, like a crush on her, and then. The camera, you know, she puts her hand on his and the camera, like, makes an emphasis that, you know, she cares for him. And and I think he's sort of, I think she does like him, but not as much as he likes her, because I don't think she's over Bob fully yet, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I, I, in in that scene, I don't know, it kind of makes it look like that's when he first kind of like, oh. You know, look at Joyce yeah. over there talking. And, and, you know, he's probably going there not just for dad advice, but, but that's the first time it kind of really, they kind of, like you said, pan to them holding hands or not really yeah. holding hands. But just that, okay, there might be an interest between the two, which is kind of neat, I think. I feel like they should be together. <laughs> but... um I know, you know what's only been a year since Bob, so I understand where Joyce is yeah. at.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we get to to see Dustin's marvelous creation. Well, before that, there's another little notable thing is that they get halfway up the hike, and by the sweat on all the guys, it looks like they've been hiking for some time. Um, they get halfway there, and Mike and Eleven say that they've got the split because of Elle's curfew. But when Will says it's been like that all summer, it obviously leads us to believe that they're telling the little, you know, little white lie and that they just want to sneak off and have some time together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, that scene too, also, I mean, you see it later, but you do see that L is, or 11 is out and about a little bit. Um, yeah, You know, she is, she, I guess she's able to go to, I'm assuming, you know, different friends' houses, but not large crowds. Public or spaces, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if she ever ended up going to school or not. I'm assuming not. I mean, but I don't know. They never do kind of talk about that if she's in school or if she's being homeschooled. Probably homeschooled, I'm assuming. But, but yeah, anyway. She's out. She's out of the cabin. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which is nice to see Uh, you know, get to be a little bit of a normal child. Um, but another, another main point that happens halfway mm-hmm. up the hill is Will, Will uh, feels the mind flare again on the back of his neck. And in the same scene, um, which I thought was pretty cool how they sort of merged it into one scene, you see Will feel his neck, but then the camera pans down and you see a great big group of rats running across the field, which takes us straight into um, the next scene of literally thousands of rats running into the steelworks, um, and they run into the basement, and it gets, this is where Stranger Things takes a very very gory, gory and, and horror-like tone um, because all of the rats sort of, what would you say, they're just sort of self-combust? Yeah, like
1: exploded in a sense yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> like I was not expecting that the first time I mean I've seen all this episode twice now and I did not expect that at all
1: <laughs> yeah I, uh my daughter was kind of watching I mean, she was watching playing and watching I was like I saw him kind of start to shake I'm like yeah come Turn away, Haley. Because <laughs> I, I <laughs> didn't think it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be as gory. I guess. Um, yeah. But, but I, t- I was like, whoa! Thank gosh, I noticed that. Um, yeah. But well, you- this is what I'm, what I've been talking about on,
0: on season three. What I've noticed, it's you know when you get a very tense moment, it's to to sort of counterbalance. It takes us into a to a light moment, and then it's back at Hawkins' pool again, um, and it's sort of the the Mrs. Wheeler trying to impress Billy, the lifeguard type thing and you can see the tension building up and this is where um, you see Mrs. Wheeler's character sort of take a different turn, if that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that scene is very uh, I (laughs) it's one of those scenes like you're uncomfortable watching in a sense. Yeah. I, I, I guess Billy's trying to make the pass on Miss Wheeler in a, in a sense. I mean, I know Miss Wheeler's swimming for him, you know, she's not just out there in full blown makeup (laughs) (laughs) for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they, they do finally address the tension in the room, I would say. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been complaining
0: about this scene, saying that, you know, she's trying to flirt with like a teenager, but, you know, if he's if he's got a job, you know, he'd left school. Um He's basically an
1: adult. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, I, I'm assuming since he was the same age as Steven, I mean, they're out of school. He's 18 plus. I mean, he's got the full. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter, but he's you know he looks like an adult in a sense. He's he's the kid that definitely developed early in, yeah. in high school. Um, but but yeah, I, I mean, whatever. I'm it happens. You know. Um, yeah. And I don't know how Miss, how old Miss Wheeler is, but she does look good for her age. <laughs> yeah. So uh but yeah, it's just a cringe scene as, as a guy I would say. But Yeah, yeah, it was a bit a bit hard to watch, but <laughs> yeah. Um it sort
0: of sets up what happens later on so I can see why they've did it. Um but next up we, we cut back to the gang on top of the hill. Um, building Dustin's massive aerial that looked like they could launch, you know, like a <laughs> NASA spaceship or something. Yeah. Um, you can tell quite a lot of times past because the sun's setting; it's it's dusk, it's dark. Um, and the gang get fed up and leave. <laughs> and basically, you know, he's trying to get in touch with his girlfriend. They've been sitting waiting for for hours, and Susie just ain't answering.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and in that scene, you also kind of see. And they, and it's weird because they never truly, not that I remember anyway, they never truly address it. But like, you see a little bit of Lucas and Max, like you're assuming, I, I guess you could assume they're dating. Yeah. Um, but it's not like how they introduce Mike and Eleven.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, where they're, wa- like, where he sprays the hairspray, that's kind of the first time you see them. Going back, like kind of like they're a couple, but yeah. But you could just sort of take that as like flirting sort of thing. You, you don't necessarily know that they're together. Yeah, but this is where they. I, to me, it was the first time. Like, okay, they're together because they're kind of leaving together. Like, hey, we got to get out of here. Not like what Mike and Eleven did, but like, hey, it is nighttime. Got to go, and um, and then you see Will. I don't know how much times passed, but it's like, hey, it is getting pretty late, so I gotta go too. Um, in that scene, I, I believe. I
0: yeah. Will yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming he's still got a sort of curfew bedtime. I mean, I would be the same if I was Joyce. I would want him home, especially, especially the last two years that of his life I just oh, had. you know.
1: Yeah, as a parent, <laughs> I would never let the kid out of my sight after all that. I mean. But which sort of brings us to the,
0: to the next scene. You know, she gets home from work, nobody's home. Um, you know, it made us feel sad. You know, she was alone. She, she'd already knocked her back, you know, to go out cause she was busy. Um, she heats up some leftovers. She's sitting down in front of the TV and she gets flashbacks, which hit me right in the feels Um, of when she's watching TV with, with Bob, the superhero.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think it also, it, to me, it helps set the scene of like her kids are getting older, her kids are teenagers they're they're out doing stuff, you know, yeah, and, and now you're you got this empty nest, and of course she's sad, and of course, you know Bob, that scene, yeah, got me, I was like, man, it was uh, nice, I liked it that they they brought him
0: back you know for one for one sort of scene, just to sort of pay tribute to him
1: to yeah. his character yeah is that is yeah. that the scene uh on the fridge yeah, they cut they always cut back to a, a picture yeah yeah
0: the, the the picture that that will drew uh, i think he drew that in season two i think at the very end yeah I think of Bob dresses as a superhero um but the the next scene um we'll go back to Nancy at the Hawkins' post she's just about to leave and she gets a phone call um about diseased rats um which we've already you know had rats <laughs> mentioned um previously in, in this episode so that's um you know building the bigger bigger picture of things to come
1: yep yeah it's the first bre- breadcrumb into the action of what the next episodes are i think
0: yeah um, but the, the next scene <laughs> made me laugh so much and it 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 goes back to a very very vulnerable chief hopper that we've never seen before and he's lying in bed he, he's got a cigarette he's he's cuddling a pillow <laughs> um, and he's reading all his notes that you know he's psyching himself up to to go speak to Mike and 11 he's going through what he's going to say in his head and then boom knocks on the door and that every time you see them enter the the room you know you see them kissing but then when you know, dad and as they're always sitting miles apart from each other as if nothing was going on, which I thought was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that whole scene, I think a lot of people either are, I guess, Hopper at this point, everybody's like, either either like it or you don't. Um, yeah. Um, I, the only part that I felt was kind of a little weird of that scene is where, I guess, Mike in a sense is pushing his luck. I'm, yeah, like not paying attention. Like if a it, you're, I mean they're still young, and to me, if a parent's sitting down in front of you, kind of ready to talk, you're not whispering. <laughs> I, I thought that was a little too much. As sense, yeah. I
0: mean, I think Will thinks that because of Eleven's powers, that Hopper can't do anything to him. I think he feels sort of protected. I, um,
1: I could see that. I mean, which,
0: which again leads us straight into the next scene Where, where Hopper says he's got to take him home Because his grandma's sick And as soon as he gets in the car He just opens a can of whoop ass <laughs> um, You know when Will's giving him back Chat back and being Like rude and I just think You know Will thinks like You can't do anything my girlfriend has superpowers <laughs> You know she Will use them to protect me And I just think Hopper needed to put Will in his place uh, Mike in his place sorry
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep, I think I get, I keep saying Mike and Will between two, but, but yeah, the the whole whisper in the ear. You you see, you know, when Hopper and Joyce are talking, they're like, you know, hey, you know, don't go off, don't you know, don't get mad, don't do your own thing, and that's where he 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 like veers off this path of I'm gonna read you this speech, and he's like, you know, your grandma's sick or something like that, and you know, he just goes a complete opposite of what him and Joyce had planned out, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was
0: funny. Yeah, that was, and then that sort of ties into the last episode, which obviously we'll not talk about now because yeah. uh, we'll we'll elaborate that. But then we go back to the the guys leaving, um, Dustin.
1: Yeah, I guess um, I kind of jumped ahead on that one before. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was my bad. I jumped ahead, um, but then he's just about to pack up. He gives up hope. Speaking to Susie. And he, he hears something on the radio and it turns out to be the Russian message. Um and then it cuts straight to, to a guy in in the Russian bunker giving a um giving a encrypted message sort of thing. And one thing that I I noticed the the second time I watched this episode is you actually get to see the first ever glimpse of Alexei. Um, you know, the the
1: scientist. Um yeah. I didn't notice him in the first time I watched it. Oh, yeah. No, I I rec- I mean, of course, once we went through it, but I did recognize him as, okay, it's been a year because you see, well, what you assume is, you know, his, I guess he was the apprentice um, at the beginning, the very beginning yeah. of episode one. And then he said, you know, the general, he gets rid of the <laughs> senior doctor in his own yeah. way. And he's like, tells the apprentice, you got a year. And then it cuts, you know, towards the end of it, you cut to the scene and you see him. They don't show what they're doing, but you kind of see like the glowing in the and So you assume like, okay, it's been a year and he's now got it. That's this laser thing or whatever it is working. Yeah. Um, Because I think one of the other scientists is like, isn't it beautiful or something like that? So, um, yeah. But, uh, but it, yeah, that's not a very long scene, but it's definitely says, okay, the Russians are, cause it shows the Russians on the radio. So, oh, you know, yeah. Dustin's, um,
0: within reach of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, now the, the next scene started really, really hard to watch and cringy. Um, but it, it sort of turned itself around and it's, it's Mrs. Wheeler. I keep forgetting her name. It's, it's Karen, I think. Um, She's getting ready to go meet Billy, and you think, "Oh no, don't, don't do it," you know. Um, but then, then she goes down downstairs and sees her husband asleep with the youngest daughter, um, and she realizes. And I thought she was going to go through when she took her wedding ring off. Um yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. Um, but then, when she went downstairs and saw her husband and daughter sleeping, I was I was glad that she changed her mind.
1: Yeah, and, and they don't truly show in that scene that she changes her mind like yeah yeah um you i mean you do figure that out later but it's like but you kind of get you could go either way but you get where she's like i'm definitely doing something wrong here um yeah you know he might not be the most exciting guy but look at him with my daughter you know <laughs> kind of thing. yeah so um, yeah but then, yeah, the next scene is to me is a little cringe again, <laughs> uh, yeah
0: it's um you know hot rod billion is I don't I mean I, I don't know American cars uh, a that's a, that, right that's that's a that's a good eighties he, you know cool guy car, um he's practicing in the mirror what he's gonna say to Mrs. Wheeler, and I could feel like my skin crawling <laughs> as as he was saying that, and I'm like, oh well that's the, you know that's the type of character Billy. Billy is he absolutely loves himself. You know he's got the hair, he's got the body, he's got the clothes. He smokes. He's got the car. Um, so you know he he thinks he's the whole package. Yeah. But then um, that's that's sort of the final scene because um, I got a fright at this actually because I wasn't expecting that something hits his windscreen. I'm assuming it was a. a Do you actually see what it is? Because I assumed it was just a rat.
1: Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I thought maybe it was. I I did go back and kind of watch that scene before we we got on, but I was curious if you could see and you can't, I don't know if it was maybe a a bird or cause it looked like it, it didn't look like he hit it with the front of his car, it, like hit his windshield. So I'm yeah. assuming it was a bird, but when he, which causes him to wreck. um And then, you know, from there is kind of where it goes downhill for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause he, he, he hears a noise, um, and then something starts dragging him, and he gets pulled into the steelworks down in the basement, um, and then all it shows you is the, the door to the basement, and you can hear a monster noise, and bang, that's it, episode
1: finished. Yeah, and I, and it doesn't really show you
0: what grabbed him or, or anything. I know, that was the strange thing, you couldn't see anything grabbing him, so I suppose it I mean, it leaves your mind open. Is it the mind flare? Is it demagoguing? Is it
1: something else? Yeah, and you know, you know the uh, like uh, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, he's going to get dragged into that goo or whatever triggered those rats to, you know, and I, but it didn't go that far. Of course, they just ended the episode, but yeah, that's where my my mind was going. Something grabbed him, and he's going to go put them in this goo or whatever it was that the the mice ran into that caused them. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, episode one was easily one of the best episodes for, for this season because of how much they covered and brought us, up to speed, in a sense. and and
0: Oh, for, for sure. I mean, you, you got to see pretty much every character development, what they'd been doing, what they're doing. Um, you know, it set the tone for the season, and it dropped loads of little interlining plot lines that were going to happen across the full season. That, that you're right, that did cover a lot.
1: Yeah, and then it was like 45 minutes, basically, of, of a show. And I just felt which like... Is, and they didn't have to go into depth, which I think is what... Is great about this show. We just love the characters so much that they don't, you know, you don't have to go 20 minutes per character, or, you know, 10 minutes per character. Um, it's you just need little hints and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just it was really good storytelling and good, you know, visual storytelling. It was it was just an all around great episode,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um well, that that's basically it. Um I absolutely enjoyed recording that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Huge fan of the show and and uh I don't know, I'm ready for episode two. <laughs> yeah, same.
0: Yeah, so well now me and Jason need to go away. We need to watch episode two again. We need to make a ton of notes so we can come back. If you like this episode, um obviously get in touch with us on 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 twitter i am at that florida guy one where are you at jason
1: i'm uh, at bullock three four seven
0: um again drop us a comment if you liked it we're going to be doing an episode all the time we're going to get more people involved and just sort of chat and uh, everything about the show Um, so that that's it guys thanks for listening yeah. thanks, see you
1: everybody. next time